Good morning, Emmanuel. How many of you love Jesus today? You love him? It's great to gather today on the last day of the year. And uh, give yourselves a pat on the back, if you will. You showed up for church. You made it. Turn to the person next to you and just say, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made it. You, <laughs> uh, man, I am so excited about what's happening in the future. But we have a lot to be grateful for. In 2023, you made it this far. You got here. And uh, isn't it amazing that we got to have the opportunity to be gathered together to worship God as one family, one church family? And I want to welcome those of you who are joining in Elk River, Maple Grove, Lakeville, and those joining online. It's a great day to be in church. And I'm thinking about something before I introduce our speaker this morning. I want to just challenge you, church, to have eyes of faith today. To ask God to give you his eyes if you don't have them. And uh, to believe for breakthrough in your life. You know, one of the things, we have a series that's coming up. I'm excited to preach. I'm trying not to preach it right now. Uh, talking about breaking through for individuals, for families, even for businesses or groups of friends. And thinking about the thresholds that prevent us from going to the next level. Or things that are on the other side of whatever ex experience that we've been in. And I want to challenge you to consider maybe God might want to do more next year than he's done before. And there are thresholds. Some of them are our own thresholds, our, our barriers, things that keep us and hold us back. God wants to do more through you than you can think, ask, or imagine. And I believe that he wants to begin by breaking through in our lives. And uh, we'll just be open to that. Be open to what God can do, because I think he can do more than you've been thinking about today. We have the honor of having a vice president from North Central University, Joshua Edmond. And uh, why don't you come on up here, bro? And I want to just uh, talk about Joshua just real quick. Um, North Central University, great university, downtown Minneapolis. I'm an alum. I served there for 10 years as a VP myself. And, uh, and while uh, I've watched, I serve on the board at North Central, and I've watched the teams and the staff. And uh, I'm so impressed, by the way, that school is doing it an amazing job of raising the next generation of leaders. And Joshua, he, he oversees spiritual life and chapel and about a hundred other things um, that may or may not be important to all of you. But the thing that I know is he's a man of integrity. He's consistently walked before God and with the students with amazing faith and clarity. And he's really been utilized by God to raise up premier leaders that have gone out into the world. Some of them are even on our staff. And when I think about what God is doing in North Central, just about seven weeks ago, God dropped it in my heart that I was to ask Joshua to come and preach here on this particular day, because I believe that God is going to give him a word for us. So this isn't just a random thing on this weekend. This is actually something I feel like God wants us to hear. So get your ears on, if you will. Get your pen ready or your, your note taken ready on the Emmanuel MN app. And get ready for a word from God. Would you give it up for Joshua Edmund? Thank you, sir. Hey, sis, this is the last day of the year. Can we just give God a thunderous praise? Come on, let's praise the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Come on, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We glorify you, God. We magnify your name. 
Hey, I'm so excited to be here this morning. Um, and I just want to give honor and deference to Pastor Nate and Jody Rouge. Hey, can we give it up for Pastor Nate and Pastor Jody? I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, I could tell you, but the blessing that they have been, um, I'm sure to you all, but to me and my family as well, I'm just so grateful for the wisdom, the knowledge, the prayer life, the experience that he has in higher education, Pastor Nate, and just their heart for the Lord and their heart for people. Um, I'm from a place of honor and it's just a privilege and an honor to honor the pastors of this house. So again, can we just celebrate them? And I have so many friends on staff as well. I mean, I'll start naming names and getting into trouble, but I have to name a few. Um, and the folks that I don't mention, please forgive me, but I have to honor uh, the campus pastor, Pastor Nate, as well as his wife and uh, Pastor Phil, my goodness, my God, he was the first, Pastor Phil actually was the first person to let me speak uh, here at Emmanuel, so I'm grateful for him as well, and his wife, uh, Pastor J.T. Jonathan Thomas, and his wife as well, so grateful for them, Pastor J.C. and Pastor Gabby, my God, I can just start naming names, Lottie Dottie everybody, how about that, Lottie Dottie everybody, to all the North Central alum, hey, if you went to North Central, can you make some noise? Yeah, so excited that you all are here as well. Hey, I have my family here, uh, Samika, my wife, we've been married for 16 years. Yes, yes indeed, 16 years. Uh, that's my wife here to my right, and then to her right is Skylar. Uh, she is 12 years old, and my son, Zachary, he is eight. Can we just give it up for my family? They're here today, yeah. So I want to look at Matthew uh, chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14, starting at the 22nd verse, but I'm only going to read before we jump into the text, Matthew uh, 14, 28 through 30, all right? So we'll be at Matthew 14, starting at the 22nd verse, but go on down to 28, and we'll start there, and then we'll jump back up <laughs> to verse 22. Uh, if you have it, say, I have it. If you don't have it, say, hold on. And if you don't have a Bible, it's all good. It'll be on the screen, all right? Matthew 14, verse 28. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence that's here in this room. You already met us during musical worship. I pray for just a greater glory to meet us today. God, as we go into 2024, we know that there are some things that's going to happen that we're going to need you. And so we pray now in advance for your presence to fill us with power and fire and glory 
so we might be like the sons and daughters of Issachar, understanding the times and the seasons that you have us in. We look to you today. Speak to us, Jesus. May your word do what it always does. Accomplish what it's sent out to do in your name. Amen. Hey, can I be honest with you this morning? I do not like strong storms. Now, some of you are right here. You're judging me. You're judging me. I see you right now. You're I don't. So we moved from Minnesota to Illinois about three and a half years ago. And I remember vividly as we were traveling uh, to uh, Minnesota from Illinois, a strong storm hit us in about Wisconsin. And my wife would probably say, it wasn't that strong at all. Actually, the clouds were gray. It was a light mist. But what I saw was almost a funnel cloud. The thunder was going way too hard. The lightning was flashing. I was caught up in a middle storm that literally almost took me out, at least in my mind. My wife said, chill. I'm like, how? This is a storm. We're not going to make it to Minnesota. In fact, I thought about turning around. I'm not even going to tell you a story. I thought about going back home, not because I didn't feel called to Minnesota, but because I was afraid of the storm. It scared me. It made me rethink my whole Life. <laughs> My wife, she's so dope. I mean, she's amazing. She said, Joshua, keep it moving. <laughs> she said, we're going to get through this storm. Joshua, keep driving. We're going to get through this storm. Now, you may not be afraid of a storm from a weather perspective, but maybe you're going through a storm right now. Maybe you walked into this room and you thought that 2023, come here, Joel Osteen, was going to be your best life ever. <laughs> it turns out that it wasn't. Okay, I'm going to talk to this side. Maybe somebody told you in 2023 it was going to be fair Fantastic. But here you are, going through a storm. Maybe it's a storm of losing a job. And you're like, what am I going to do? I'm not sure how I'm going to make this thing work. Financially, I'm in trouble. Maybe you walked in here this morning and you're saying, I'm going through a storm of marital issues. It seems like all we do is fuss and fight, as my mom would say. And you're struggling, trying to figure out how you're going to make it through this storm. Maybe you lost a loved one this year. And... You know, during the holidays, the chair that that person would typically sit in was left vacant. 
and the waves of grief are hitting you in powerful and significant ways. Maybe, just maybe, you're going through a storm of fear or doubt or anxiety or depression. And you're going through a storm of a mental health crisis. And you're wondering, God, will you help me get through this storm? Wherever you may be, whatever storm you might be in, here's what I want to tell you this morning. It's just simply this. If you don't remember anything else I say, remember this. God can handle your storm. He can handle your storm. Just as Jesus walked with the disciples as they went through a storm and he met them right where they were, God can meet you right where you are. He can meet you right where you are. And I want to tag this text this morning, the Lord of the storm. Somebody say the Lord of the storm. That's exactly who he is. He's the Lord of the storm. So check this out. Uh, verse 22, the Bible says, Jesus made them get in the boat to the other side of the sea. And Jesus went to go pray by himself. Now, the message version of the Bible says in verse 24, meanwhile, the boat was far out of the sea or to sea when the wind came against them and they were battered by the waves. They were battered by the waves. Maybe you've stumbled here this morning and the wind, metaphorically speaking, is not behind you, pushing you and strengthening you, but it's against you and you feel defeated, deflated, and done. Can I just be real this morning? You are done. Cook me. Storms in life are weighing down on you. Let me tell you this, storms in life are inevitable. One preacher said either you're going into a storm, coming out of a storm, or you're in a storm right now. But here's what I want to tell you to give you hope. Jesus moves in our storms. Yes, he does. He moves in our storms. The Bible says in verse 25, and in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Verse 24 tells us that they are far away from the shore and the boat was getting beat down. They were getting impacted by the winds and the waves. Water is probably overtaking the boat. They're scared out of their minds. They didn't know what to do. They were following the command of God and yet the storm still showed up. Which causes me to pause parenthetically and say this. Some people would say, well, you're going through a storm. Some folks are going through a storm because they just put themselves in a storm. Let's just be honest. You're going through a storm right now because you didn't go for it. Go get a job. It's not a storm. You just need to get a job. Some folks are having marital problems because, let me just whisper this to you, because you talk too much. All right, let me keep going, let me keep going, let me keep going. But some folks are just going through storms because the storms of life are raging. But here comes Jesus. He shows up 
right in the nick of time. Gospel songwriter says, he may not come where you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Anyway, okay. That was pretty good right there. Anyway. Jesus shows up walking on the sea. Did you hear me? Jesus shows up walking on the sea. Jesus shows up walking on the sea. Sometimes we just need to stop and marvel at our great God. God shows up when he least, when we least expect him to, and he shows up in unusual ways. He shows up walking on the sea. And the disciples, what did they do? They were terrified. They said, ah, it's a ghost. Don't be judging disciples. Now, don't do that. Don't do that. What would happen if you're getting beat down by wind and rain and sweats going down your face and in your eyes? You don't know what's going on. You would probably cry, it's a ghost too. They didn't know what was going on. Fear had caused them to respond in irrational ways. Fear had caused them, caused them to see things that they didn't really see. They thought that it was a ghost. Fear has a way of paralyzing us. Fear has a way of making us respond in irrational ways. Fear has a way of telling us God is not there. And that God will not respond. But check out verse 27. I love the word. I just love it. I just love the word. Jesus says, hey. Okay, this is my version of the Bible. Jesus says, hey. My version. Stop tripping. <laughs> Sorry, my master's in urban ministries. I, 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 I. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Someone say that. Do not be afraid. All over the campus, say that with me. Do not be afraid. The disciples are, are nervous and scared. They're crying out in fear. And Jesus says, relax. It is I. Okay, so I love this. All right, all right, so here it is. Uh, this I is, can also be translated I am. Now, uh, some of you all may or may not know, but God reveals himself in Exodus as I am that I am. What do you mean? Moses had this call from God, this major call. God said to Moses, hey, Moses, I need someone to deliver the children of Israel out of slavery um, from Egypt. And guess what, Moses? It's on you. And Moses says, me? And God says, yes, you. And so here's what happens. Moses goes through all this stuff. Uh, I don't have time to tell you. Check it out in Exodus, the book of Exodus. You'll be reading that in the one-year plan soon. But here it is. Uh, Moses says, I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not this. Okay, God, who should I say sent me to the leader and the ruler, Pharaoh? God said, tell Pharaoh that I am that I am sent you. In other words, it, just tell him that the one who can do anything sent you. And that's what God says through Jesus to the disciples. He says, take heart. It is I am that I am. 
Do not be afraid. Are you sad? I am that I am. I can give you peace. Are you going through a storm right now? I am that I am. I can give you love. Are you going through trouble right now? I am that I am. I can give you comfort. I am that I am is here and he's in our storms. We must remember that while we're going through a storm, Jesus commands us not to be afraid. Not because we have all the power, not because we have all the agency, not because we have all the ability, because I am that I am is going to show up on your behalf and he's going to help you get through your storm. The first thing we must know is that the Lord of the storm will move in our storms. And the second thing we must know is that Jesus moves us out of the boats. He moves us out of the boat. Helen Keller, I love this, said this, life is a daring adventure or it's nothing at all. Life is a daring adventure or it's nothing at all. Listen, I've come to the point in my life where I'm tired of being uh, confined and um, restrained by the boat. I'm tired of being confined and restrained by the boat. And here's what I'm going to make a declaration to say to you today, and I hope you can take this as a word for yourself. Here's what I'm done with in 2024. You ready for it? I'm done with thinking about the opinions of others. Hello, somebody. Now, if they want to sharpen me and build me and encourage me and correct me so I can look more like Jesus, straight up, send it. But if I'm concerned about what did they say on TikTok? What did they say on Instagram? How are they responding to me on Twitter? What are they saying to me on Facebook? How many reels? How are my reels going? Oh, it's not going well. I'm done. His voice, his way, his word, what he says about me is what I'm concerned about. That's it right there. We can go home. We can just worship after that one. I feel like worship. Anyway, um, my own negative self-talk, y'all, for me, not you. I understand. All you all have great self-talk, and I'm not talking about this new age stuff where you're naming and claiming. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that sometimes you have to, as David said, encourage yourself in the Lord. You see, because let's just keep it real today. Um, the, the, the reality is sometimes this world can really work us, right? And tell us that we're not going to make it, right? And tell us that we're going to, uh, we're going to give in, throw in the towel, not make it through the storm. It's going to take us under. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, I'm going to make it. You have to tell yourself, I'm going to win. You have to tell yourself, if God be for me, he's more than the whole world against me. This year. Coming up, I'm listening to the voice of God. And I'm going to speak what the Lord says about me. And this year, 2024, it's time for us to go after everything that God has for us. Step off, step out of, get away from, move away from, don't you stay where you were. What's to come is better than what's been, I promise you. Get out of the boats. Out of the boats. Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come on the water. Peter said, 
I want to be where you are. Oh, Tasha, I, I love it. Uh, I want to be where you are. I don't want to be confined by the boat. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be defined by what the other fellas think. I, the disciples, I'm sure, they were like, what in the world are you doing, Peter? Don't you know that ain't, that's probably not Jesus. It's probably a ghost. Peter's like, whatever, I'm going out there where Jesus is. God, I want to walk with you on the water. Please teach me how to walk. I want to walk with you on the water. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm doubting myself. I'm doubting you. I'm unsure what it is, Lord. But if you would just call my name, I promise you I'm going. And Jesus says to him, come on, Peter. Hey, Peter, I got you. Come on. He almost, it reminds me of the price is right. I don't know if you all know this show. Come on down. <laughs> Peter, I love that show. Anyway, Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water came to Jesus. He goes beyond his natural limitations. The Gen Zers didn't know what I was talking about. Anyway, and um, he steps out into the supernatural where Jesus is. Peter didn't let the storm and the boat and the people in that boat define him. He let what Jesus said propel him to a new place. Peter finds himself walking on water. Never did it before, but walking on water. No one else was doing it, but walking on water. I'm sure they had stuff to say, but walking on water. Probably hearing the disciples again ask, what in the world is happening, but walking on water. He had his eyes fixed on Jesus. But what happened? Peter took his eyes off of Jesus. When he saw the wind, he got scared. He was afraid. He cried out, Lord, Lord, save me. When he was looking at Jesus, he was all good. But the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus, the moment that he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to look at the wind and, and the waves, I'm sure, and heard the disciples talking, and, and he started looking around, and all of a sudden, what happens? He begins to see. He took his eyes off of Jesus, and he begins to sink. When he was focused on Jesus, he was walking on water, but when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. Here's what I want you to know. Storms will come. Situations might not change. But in the midst of it all, we can still survive. We can still thrive. All we have to do is keep our eyes on Jesus. I love for the crowd to participate. So say that with me. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Not the storm. Not the wind. Not the problem. Not the predicament. Not the scenario. I know it's hard. I know it's rough. I know it's tough. I know it's difficult. I know, fam. I know it's difficult. I know that it's trouble brewing. I know. But we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Hear this prophetically. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 
Jesus can do some amazing things when we fix our eyes on him. Here's what I love, though, because we're judging Peter right now for not uh, fixing his eyes on Jesus. And, you know, he's sinking and we're talking about him. The truth of the matter is um, I love what happens next. I do. Because it shows us God's heart through Jesus. Peter had enough faith and enough sense to say, oh, snap, Um, I'm sinking. I know how to swim, but it is a storm. Yeah, it was a storm. And Peter said, actually, sorry, the text says, I'm being literal here. The text says, he cries out. He was a little desperate. He said, Lord, save me. That's what he said. I'm sorry that I'm so loud right now, but that's just what he said. Which leads me to my third and final point, and that is Jesus moves us to worship. That's what he does. He moves us to worship. Peter cries out, Lord, save me. And hear what Jesus did. Oh, I love it. Listen to what Jesus did. Jesus immediately, he didn't wait. He didn't shame him. He immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Jesus reached out his hand and grabbed Peter and said, come on up here. Why did you doubt? You see that? He grabs him by the hand. He sees Peter sinking. He doesn't let him drown, but grabs him. And he asked him, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt my power? Why did you doubt my ability? I can help you, Peter. I know you think I'm not moving fast enough, but I've got you. I know that you're going through a storm, but I got you. I know that you're sinking right now, but I got you. Why did you doubt me? You've been hanging with me for a long time. You know what I can do. You know my record. Check my resume. Hey, Google Jesus, by the way. You already know what it is, Peter. Why did you doubt? Here's a question. Do you believe that God can help you? Do you believe that God is able to help you in your storm, even when you're sinking? Do you believe that the God of the universe can pull you up? Maybe it's hard for you to say yes, and and I get it. Maybe your doubts are overwhelming you today. What I love about God is that when we're going through our storm and we're sinking after we've walked on water, all we have to do is cry out to Jesus. And when we cry out to Jesus, the thing that was meant to drown us doesn't actually take us out. The thing that was meant to destroy us actually becomes a testimony for us. The thing that was meant to mess us up actually becomes our message. And then it moves us to worship. Let's check out uh, verse 32 and 33. When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat 
worship Jesus. Now, I looked up the word worship, and it literally means that the disciples fell prostrate before the Lord. In essence, again, if I can use my urban version of the Bible, in other words, they said, God, you are so amazing. Let me say it another way. God, you are the God of the universe. You are so, so dope. <laughs> You're amazing. A lot of us blame Peter for sinking, but we miss something significant in the story. And it's in verse 32. The verse tells us that they got back into the boat. So how they got back in, I'm just going to use my Holy Ghost imagination. Is that all right? Jesus grabbed Peter and he said, Peter, come on. They turned right back around and they stepped on that water without sinking. And all the disciples could do was worship. Maybe you say, no, Joshua, that's not what happened. I'm actually a theologian. That's not what happened. They swim back. I just understand. Peter could swim. I got you. Just, just follow me. Either way, they got back into the boat. Either way, the disciples Worship God. Because Jesus wanted to teach Peter something. And that is, you can trust me in the storm. That's what he wants for all of us. You can trust me. And I think as we transition from 2023 to 2024, all of us need to hear afresh that we can trust them. And then our response should be worship. Worship. It should be worship. Worship, A.W. Tozer says, of the loving God is our whole reason for existence. That is why we were born. And that is why we are born again from above. That is why we're created. And that is why we have been Recreated. Jesus teaches us how to walk on water in the storm and to give him worship as well. All we have to do is focus our eyes on Jesus. Hey, my, uh, my son, wife, daughter, we went a little trip to the water park this summer. And uh, <laughs> this water park had a huge slide. In fact, um, I don't believe in heights because the Bible says, lo, I am with you always. <laughs> so, such a dad joke. Um, and so, my son kept uh, asking us if we can go with him on this big slide. <laughs> my wife and I were just like, no, you good. 
you can go by yourself. Or my daughter can go with her. And she's just like, I've been down, up and down like five times. And so he would, he said, all right, all right, all right, all right, cool. I'm going to do it. So we went up halfway. And he was like, nope, that's too high. Then he would go back down. Then he went up halfway again. He was like, nope, that's too high. Then he came down. Then out of our peripheral, we see a young fellow. He walks up. He says, hey, you can trust me. This slide is absolutely amazing. Do you want me to go up the slide with you? And then come down with you as well? My son was like, absolutely. They went up the stairs. I'm like, oh, Lord. They came down. All I heard was, ah, as they were going down. I was like, ah. All because this young fella said, you can trust me. Here's what I want to say to you this morning, fam. Jesus invites us all to trust him. He knows we're a little scared, but trust him. He knows you might be going through a storm, but trust him. And maybe you're not even going through a storm, but trust him. He knows what the battles that you face, but trust him. He is the God of the universe. He is the Lord of the storm. And he wants to do more for you than what you can even ask, think, or imagine this year. But we, not just you, we have to trust him. And when we do trust him, when we do put our trust in Jesus, here's what happens. We recognize that he's actually working in the storm. We see that he calls us from the boat to an adventure. And then finally, he moves us to worship, to bow down, to prostrate ourselves, to lift up our hands, and to glorify his name. Hey, as we end 2023 and we go into 2024, can you just join me in worshiping God for the next 30 seconds? Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Can you just stand up? And maybe I'm talking to you this morning. Maybe you're going through a storm. Maybe you're not. What I'm going to ask you is to let's just go for worship for the next 30 seconds. Is that cool? We're going to lift up our hands. We're going to shout to God. And we're going to let the enemy know and tell ourselves that in 2024, if I go through a storm, you're going to find me worshiping Jesus. If I go through a trial, you're going to find me worshiping Jesus. If I go through an issue, you're going to find me worshiping Jesus. I will not relent. I will not be quiet. I will not let the issues of this life stop me from worshiping God. So from top to bottom, let's just lift up our hands before the Lord. Thank you for joining us. We pray that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Check out emmanuelcc.org for faith resources, how to get plugged into the community, or to join us live on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We are so excited to see what God is going to do. The best is yet to come.